Come on in to Margaret McSweeney's Kitchen for Kitchen Chat, where every week you'll meet chefs, cookbook authors, foodies, gourmets, and just plain people who love to eat. And along with laughter, chat, recipes, and stories about food, you'll sometimes also hear words of inspiration, love, and hope. As Margaret always says, kitchen chat is food for the senses and food for the soul. So grab a cup of coffee, put your feet up on a comfy chair, and get ready to spend a little time with Margaret and her friends. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kitchen Chat. This is your host, Margaret McSweeney, and I am just so delighted that you are joining me here in my kitchen today. We have a very special guest I can't wait for you to meet. Chef Gaetano Narduli is just a highly acclaimed chef who was a sous chef at the award-winning Schwa restaurant in Wicker Park in Chicago uh, for, for many years, and in the past couple of years, he actually came back to his hometown in Barrington to open up yet another highly acclaimed restaurant called Mir. And going back to the basics with his authentic Italian cooking, but with a delightful twist. So I can't wait to, to chat about Italian food and, and just some really fun ingredients he's working with. So Chef Gaetano, welcome to Kitchen Chat. Thank you so much, Margaret. Oh, and I'm just so delighted that literally you are just down the street from from where I am, and I, I love your restaurant. And before, thank you. Yes, it's just fabulous, and and I do um, want the listeners to fully appreciate the meaning of the name of your restaurant, which is Near. Could you please share what how that came about? Well, Near is kind of like a simple name, but. It's actually named after my grandmother, my mother. My grandmother's name is Nina Elena. That's the N-E. And my mother's name is Angela Rosa. That's the A-R. Kind of small way to pay tribute without that typical Italian name, if you will. <laughs> exactly. And did, did they have a major influence on your cooking? Did you grow up cooking? And, and Oh, they, they always have, of course. I remember sitting next to the table watching Grandma roll out pastas on Sundays. And, I mean, there was, we sat down for dinner five nights a week, six nights a week every day wow. growing up. Wow. That sounds like it was a delicious household. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I bet a lot of your friends and neighbors would always try to sneak Always, dinner. always. Everyone was trying to sneak in. <laughs> That's great. Now, have you carried any of the special dishes from childhood into the onto the menu at your restaurant. Yeah, there are a couple. I mean, um, the marinated eggplant is something that my mom grew up jarring for us. Um, I mean, she, we would have pantries full of these marinated eggplant, and that's on our menu right now. And I must say and interject here, the marinated eggplant got raving reviews um, from uh, the food critic Phil Vitell of Chicago Tribune. He just was saying that it was so tasty. He said, the marinated eggplant, which requires a three-day prep and is a delightful change of pace from the fried eggplant routine, is so good I could eat it every day. <laughs> so, <laughs> very flattering words. Very, very, very flattering words by him. 
Oh, congratulations of, on, on that wonderful review. And speaking of your eggplant, actually one of our listeners, Sue, has a question for you. She asks, how do you get the eggplant so thin for your delicious marinated eggplant appetizer? Well, we actually use a meat slicer to ah. slice it thin. So like your deli meat slicer is what we basically use to ah. make it really thin, and then we press it overnight, which gets a little bit smaller. Now, you know what, for those home chefs who might not have a meat slicer in the kitchen, what is another way to approach this and, and get a similar effect with the thin slice? Um, I mean, you can use a mandolin. Okay. A mandolin, it looks, I mean, you could find it, you could probably find it even at grocery stores now. It's just a little blade that has like, um, I don't know how to say it. It's like a, a little board with a blade in it, and you just kind of push the eggplant right over it, Okay, and it slices it thin. Does it look like one of those uh, graters that you typically might have in the kitchen, but just with a different format? Yes, it just has a single blade on it. Exactly, yes. Okay, so that is something that could get the same effect. Now, when I mean, you, you could find it at William-Sonoma or Sir Latab. Okay. Easy to find it, yes. Okay, so it's a good kitchen tool for the Yes, yeah, very good for vegetables, for Anything that you also want to kind of slice pretty thin, it's pretty decent. Yes, it is. Okay, that does sound great. And um, when you talk about marinating, how you have to – I did not realize these eggplant slices are marinated for three days. Well, the first day we, um, we press them with salt and lemon juice. Okay. And then day two, we put them in – cover them completely in white distilled vinegar. Wow. And then the third day is when we start putting them in the jars and marinating them with oil, a little bit of chili flakes, parsley, sliced garlic, to kind of bring out more flavors, if you will. Oh, that sounds delicious. Now, as you know, I am not very good in the kitchen. <laughs> so uh, what exactly do you mean by when you say you press it? Do you actually, like, press it? We, we stack down? them. We just, like, mm -hmm. make a layer, and we just keep making layers over it, and we just put, like, a weight on it, so... It kind of gets all the water out of it, gets all the lemon juice out of it. It keeps it nice and white. It gives it that acidic flavor. Okay. So so you want to kind of have it dry so it will be able to absorb the other Some ingredients. Some of the vinegar, exactly, the vinegar and then the oil, exactly. Oh, that sounds great. Well, and, and of course, is that on your menu now? That is, that okay. is always on the menu. <laughs> Wonderful. Now, for um, sourcing, I know that you're all about having fresh ingredients and even some local sourcing from um, some farms and everything. Um, do you have a seasonal menu? Does it change weekly, monthly? How do you come up with your menu? It, it is very seasonal. It always depends on what's coming in season, what's coming out of season and how bored we get with a dish, if you will. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, there's some great farms around here. We use, we've been using one for the past, like, year and a half, um, Middlebury Farms. Mm -hmm. um, the farmer is actually from Barrington. Oh, great. And um, Peter Groovy, and he's got great products for us. Like, this week is when he first started bringing stuff back to us because the weather hasn't exactly been ideal lately. Right, <laughs> right. But I see green now, which is fabulous. Exactly, so finally. <laughs> right. Well, that's right. And so you just kind of see what is in season and then plan your menu. Go around there, exactly. That. That's 
That is great. Now, I know that um, one really fun thing is when you're given a key ingredient challenge that you put oh, up around there. I loved um, the article in ChicagoReader.com. Yes. It's so neat how this works, where different chefs give a key ingredient challenge to another chef who yes. has to come up with a dish. So the chef from the lobby of the peninsula gave you the key ingredient challenge of Buddha's hand, which Buddha's I hand, have yes. never even heard of. Can you describe it? It looks kind of creepy as a, a fruit. It really does. <laughs> so it's a fruit. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's basically almost it's a citrus fruit, mm-hmm. like close to a lemon. Yeah. Okay. And so what dish did you prepare for that then? Um, I did a spaghetti alla chitarra. Okay. With the pickled Buddha's hand, Buddha's hand puree, and um, botarga, which is a dried fish roe. Botarga. Oh, wow. That that sounds really creative. And 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 how did it taste? Was it? It was very good. I I thought it was good at least. And how fun! And then so you make this this dish with the key ingredient challenge and yes. then do you let the chef who challenged you sample it or, or how does that work <laughs> no not, not really um they basically just come and they record it and Aww. get the recipe and then you challenge another person basically yes and then your challenge for the other person was an interesting what was it a chestnut flower chestnut flower yes well, the chef has a gluten-free restaurant in the city called Senza. Yes, okay. And so I figured chestnut flour would be kind of cool because there is no gluten in it, but ah, it's still a flour. That's interesting, and, and that would be fascinating to, to, to use as a, a gluten-free source. Exactly. Now, do you have some gluten-free options at your menu, or how do you kind of go around the special dietary concerns of some diners? Well, every dietary restriction is individual to the person. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we can work around almost anything That's when it comes to dietary restrictions. That's A lot of our first courses, they come with bread, and bread is not essential to the dish mm-hmm. as far as the share plate, so we can always hold the bread off on a lot of things, yes. Right, and I love your concept of shared plates. It just reminds me of sitting around a, 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 a table and sharing all the different uh, <laughs> plates. Um, could you share with us about your It's shared a little plate? bit more social. Yes. Everyone gets to try a little bit something different. Yes, that and, and your marinated eggplant is part of the shared plates. Yes. Great. Now, with your pasta... Oh, my goodness, and I hear uh, one of your biggest fans, Nina, uh, wrote in with a question, and she absolutely loves the gnocchi. Am I saying this right? Gnocchi? Gnocchi, Gnocchi. Um, And she was wondering, what is the secret of your gnocchi? Uh, She normally doesn't like gnocchi, but yours is so light and fluffy that she orders it almost every time she goes to near. Um, our gnocchi, I mean, I do it, that's another one of, that's grandma's dish, I grew up eating that probably once a week, if you will. Wow. Um, the ingredient in the actual dough is 
mashed potatoes, not really mashed potatoes, but just rice potatoes in flour. We don't put any eggs in it. We find that the potato has enough moisture in it to kind of form a dough. Oh. So without the egg, it comes out a little bit lighter. Okay. Now, is gnocchi something that you stuff? Is it like a stuffed pasta or is it's, it just a It's more like corn? a potato dumpling, if you will. Okay. Okay. And, and what are some um, creative ways that you serve the gnocchi in your dishes? We do it with like a braised pork tomato sauce. So braised pork shoulders, meatings inside there. Um, it is a tomato sauce-based dish is how we do it right now with um, fontina cheese. With fontina cheese. Okay. Now, are there favorite cheeses you like to to use mainly in your dishes, or is it kind of a wide variety? <laughs> I love all cheeses. I'm not going to lie. Oh, great. <laughs> yes. And I under I um, is burrato is that one of the ones you feature because I understand burrato is a really very um, I guess hands on type of cheese that's, that's yeah. specialized. To yeah, the burrata cheese is um, a mozzarella cheese. Mm-hmm. However, instead of just like a salad ball, the inside of the ball is filled with the curds and cream, so it's a very soft texture, easily spreadable type of cheese, very rich. Very indulgent, if you will. Yes, yes, and very delicious. <laughs> so that that does sound great. And do you source your cheeses locally, or do you need to import them? Or the burrata cheese we get flown in once a week from Italy, from Campania, Italy. Yes. Wow. So that so Campania is like the place for burrata. Where burrata exactly? <laughs> How fun! And you really have stayed close. To your Italian roots and everything, and and so at Schwa it was not always Italian. It was um, kind of a, a just a culinary. Uh, yeah, it was. It was more of like a world cuisine, if you will. We kind of played with anything. We didn't really have any boundaries. There, there was no classification of the food, if you will. Right now, did you have a signature dish there at Schwa that uh, you would prepare there? Um, there hasn't been anything yet, no. Okay, okay. So, um, but you really... It's wanted... a different style of place. They're more of a fine dining type restaurant. Okay. And like, where it's a little bit more casual. Yes, and, and more just kind of inviting to the table, inviting into the kitchen family style. Exactly. More laid back, that. but you still have to maintain a certain standard all the time. Uh, yes, and you are highly acclaimed with that. And, and listeners, I also want you to know that Chef Gaetano gives so much back to the community for charity. He was one of the featured chefs at the WINGS event, the Women in Need Growing Stronger, uh, which is a wonderful organization that helps women and children who have suffered from domestic violence get a second chance and have a safe place. And uh, each year we have the annual Taste Takes Flight, and uh, Chef Gaetano has been so, so helpful in being one of the featured celebrity chefs. So thank you, Chef, no, <laughs> for, for the giving The least we that. can do. Oh, which is great. So um, do, do your, um, does your mom and grandma come to, to, the, uh, to, to eat at the restaurant, and, and do you still celebrate with family there at the restaurant? Oh, yeah, we always have somebody from the family in it eating sometime once oh. a week at least. Exactly. We have a big extended family, so. Oh, There's always somebody in here. 
Oh, and did, so did you cook for Mother's Day, or how did you celebrate that? Oh, I'm not allowed to cook at home. Oh, you're not? No, they say I'm too messy. <laughs> they tell me I'm way too messy when I'm at home. I love that. So you had to open your own restaurant to, to be exactly. able to in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, that is wonderful. And, uh, and it's such a small world. Listeners, you'll never believe this. You know, I would met... Chef Gaetano a couple years back with Wings, and um, then I just found out recently your cousin, Carla, is my hairstylist. So Very is, funny, yeah. Oh, and, and she's wonderful, and Charles Ifrigan. So that uh, is just such a small world. And, Very small, yeah. Yes, and she was just, of course, saying what a wonderful chef and person that you are. So um, this, She's more like a little sister than a cousin, if you will. Oh, that is wonderful. That is great. Well, do you have any helpful tips? for uh, the listeners who, you know, want to be a little daring and, and try to make some pasta, what what would you, what would your best advice be in terms of how to make pasta in a simple way, or is there a simple way <laughs> to make pasta? It's just, it's patience. Okay. The first time you do it, it's not going to come out perfect like you want it to come out. The okay. second time, it's going to get a little bit closer. The third time, it's going to get even closer to that. It's just... It's practice, practice, practice. <laughs> practice and patience, it sounds practice like. Practice and patience, yes. <laughs> Keep it simple. Okay. And and what would be um, a simple pasta that, that the listeners might, you know, try to to do in their own kitchens? Um, I would honestly say, like, if you're going to make pasta and you want to just make a dish, just go to the grocery store, find out what is in season, if it's peas, if it's fava beans, whatever it is, keep it simple, olive oil, maybe a couple of vegetables. If you want to add some shrimp into something, keep it simple. Okay. And so in, in keeping it simple, do you um, cook at home, at your own home? I mean, do you, you know, what do you cook for yourself? Do you cook the similar things that you do at the restaurant, or do you have different things in your fridge? <laughs> My fridge is full of condiments, okay? Oh, okay. Uh, if I'm cooking at home, I'm going by mom's house to eat. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you After a long it. week, there's not much in my refrigerator, so I'm usually by mom's house on Mondays. I love that. That is so great. And you can get a taste of uh, your mom's cooking and grandma's cooking there at Near. Oh, listeners, I encourage you to to check out his website and his restaurant. It's near, N-E-A-R-restaurant.com in the Barrington, Illinois area. And uh, definitely go and, and sample those marinated eggplant appetizers. I am going to, to try one very soon, Chef Gaetano. Thank you so much, Margaret. Oh, and I so appreciate you being on Kitchen Chat. And listeners, thank you for tuning in. And please remember just to take the time and savor the day wonderful thank you so much chef i really no problem, appreciate dear. thank you this. so much and i will send you a link to it when it airs in a couple of weeks perfect thank you so much okay thanks take care i'll talk to you later bye-bye 
Thank you for joining us today. If you're interested in Margaret's books, A Mother's Heart Knows, Pearl Girls Encountering Grit, Experiencing Grace, and Go Back and Be Happy, please just click on the covers on the webtalkradio.net page in front of you. Margaret would love to connect with you and hear from you. So join her on Twitter, Facebook, her blog, or click on this website to leave a note and share a recipe. Thank you again, and we'll see you here again for a new show next week.